Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coach's Keys. This is Character Coach Valerie Burrell, grateful this morning for an opportunity to engage with another phenomenal coach. Our guest this morning is Coach Justin Morton from Bluefield College. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good morning, Ms. Val. How are you doing this morning? Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. No, thank you for letting me hang out with you guys. This is a great opportunity. I'm super excited. I certainly appreciate you, Justin. Each week here on Coaches Keys, we speak with coaches and athletes to talk a little bit about what's needed to be successful as an athlete and coach. We know that it takes skill. It takes um, IQ in the sport, but we also encourage that it takes character and it takes integrity and it takes heart. And that's something that athletes don't always understand, coaches don't always emphasize, but we like to bring our guests on and just allow them to share their thoughts, their opinions, their insights, their experiences, so that someone may be helped by what you know, by what you've done, and prayerfully it will empower them to make the necessary changes to succeed. We always start each week with our scripture for the week. Um, And let me go to that now. I've got so much open. Let's see. Okay. Let me pull it from here. Our scripture this morning comes from Hebrews 11.6, and it reads this way, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We got to have faith to get this done. So, Coach. Amen. Amen. <laughs> there's a lot that I could say <laughs> about you. Um, there's a lot I could say about you. <laughs> but I'm going to let your bio stand for itself. Um, I'm excited because not only are you a coach, you know, Coach Morgan and I were talking about you on our way back from Allen on Saturday and the enthusiasm that you bring to the arena with your ability to voice what's taking place. And I'm sure that that also spills over into your ability to capture the mindset of your players um, on your team. And so, you know, from what you've shared, from what you've shared in your bio and from what I know of you as a coach on the campus of Bluefield College, what are some of the themes that have most impacted you as a coach to be the coach that you are? Yeah, so I think, and I'm sure you've talked about this before, and, you know, I, I am a, I'm a young coach, so my advice is always probably um, – stolen or at least good good well wisdom from from coaches who are just way smarter and way more experienced than I am um but I found that that's the way uh 
to increase it in my ability to coach is to listen to others that have gone before me. And I'm sure you find that true as well. So um, one of the reasons I even wanted to coach beyond my love for the sport, um, because I think, I think anybody can love a sport. I think it's easy to be a fan of a sport um, was a, a coach changed my life. Right. And so uh, he gave me an opportunity, my coach in college, um, Joey Johnson, uh, who's now at Reinhardt university down in Georgia. He, he gave me a second chance. He showed me a bit of grace when not a lot of coaches would. Um, and that, that moment impacted my life. Uh, I'm, I would almost say for, for the rest of eternity, it, it, it shaped the way that I see my relationships with um, not only my coworkers, but more so my, my young men, the young men that um, I've been blessed to, and to have stewardship over um, and lead them, you know, so I would say a coach that changed my life was a reason I wanted to be a coach that changed lives as well. Yeah, that's good. Um, and that sort of speaks to our our motto at the empowerment place is once you've been empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else. And that sort of speaks to what you do as a coach. Um, one thing that I see um, in athletes that are, in uh, advancing to the college level, many of them come to campus really unaware of expectations. You know, they may have been the star player in high school or their private school, whatever, whatever the situation was, even if they came from another college. If they were the star there, they come in sometimes with this biased opinion that I've got it easy once I get to that new place. What are some of the things that you can share with those athletes who may be the star where you are, but need to understand it may not, you may not be the star where you're going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that is such a big, I would say that is a big problem, but at the end of the day, it's, it's our burden to help uh, alleviate the, the burden that that might cause the player, because ultimately we're the guiding force as a coach to show them, to give them a bit of um, accountability so that they're self-aware enough to know when they come in, hey, I might be good enough out the, out the jump to be impactful my first year, my second year. But at the end of the day, there should be an environment and a culture um, that shows them like, hey, you're not ready yet. And that, that was a big thing in, in my journey as a player. <clears throat> Excuse me so much. My journey as a player to a coach was I had a coach at one point who told me uh, I wasn't ready. And at the time, I took it to mean, well, I'll never be ready. Um, and I think sometimes our, the youth that we're bringing in and we're coaching over, when we tell them, hey, you're not ready, we mean, as coaches, you're not ready yet because I want to take you on this journey and continue to grow you and train you and mold you and make you ready. But they take it as a, well, I'll never be ready. And Coach brought me into a situation in which he trapped me, um, and, and I obviously wasn't up to this level. And they either do that or they say, ah, well, Coach coach doesn't get it. Like, I, I am up to this. I am up to this challenge, and I'm ready for this. And um, that, that, that oftentimes isn't the case. It's rare that a kid will come in and he's like, wow, this, this is an outstanding 18-year-old. I've really got to have him in my starting eleven. He's really going to make an impact. That's a very rare case. Usually they take a bit of time to mold and to grow. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about the, the student athlete molding and growing them. We also find that there are uh, a lot of parents who also need molding <laughs> because they <laughs> seem their little Joey, their little Tom as the elite player. How often are you having to deal with the opinions of parents and previous coaches as you're trying to cultivate a culture for these students where you are to become a part of the team and fit where they, where they should versus fit where they have an opinion? Mm, mm. Yeah, and, and uh, that is a tough one, and, and I've got <laughs> – I don't want to speak too much to it, but, I, you know, I deal with that every now and then, and I'm sure, I'm sure many coaches do, and especially at the, uh, the small private level because we do want to create, a, cultivate and create an environment where it does feel like a family, uh, where we do want to get par- parents and players involved. So, um, But at the end of the day, it's my job, too, to set boundaries, and, and that can be a tough thing to do. So if – if you don't set boundaries appropriately with the parents to say, hey, you, you've done an incredible job throughout their club experience, their high school experience, um, I don't want to negate any of the good work that a parent has done in, in raising their young men and young women. Because it, I mean, I, obviously myself as a parent, like, and I've not even done – my daughter's too, of course, and so I've not stepped into even right. the hard work yet, but I can assume, right, that, that they've done quite a bit of work to make sure that they're – high schooler has been able to make this transition to college. And so um, I, I think the modern coach has to be open to having conversations with the parents, but at the same time, I don't need 25 assistant coaches as much as, you know, dad one and dad two would love to help us out. And I'm sure they have a great opinion at the end of the day, uh, the ship, it, it needs to be steered by one captain, of course, and we need to have one singular vision. And so it's, I'm of the opinion, of course, that it's my job to do that. Um, and if parents feel like they need to come on board and, and, and give their mission or give their vision and kind of shape what we're trying to do, then I haven't really done my job appropriately to set the expectation for them. Um, and so it, it does, it takes a conversation. It takes the mindset of just saying, Hey, this is our vision. This is what I want to do with the boys. I respect you. You've done such a great job with the boys and I don't want to cut you out whatsoever. But at the end of the day, we're singular in our vision. I, I want to take in advice from other places. I want to be open to that, but at the end of the day, this is the direction we're going, and I want to invite you to come alongside us. That's good. That's good. And uh, I want to in, encourage our our athletes and parents both to go back and listen to that that whole statement that you made clearly because you have to be able to set boundaries. And and that's something that's needed in any and every relationship. You have to establish boundaries so that people will know from the beginning what the intended outcome is and what plan we're going to follow. Otherwise, life as a coach would be very chaotic and no one would be able to manage it. <laughs> yes. Yes, no that's right. Yes. And I think I think an important piece too, Miss Val, that I kind of want to I want to lean in on there real quick is, and, and I had this discussion with the with a uh, a colleague the other day. Listen, when my team goes awry and we and we crash into the rocks, at the end of the day, it's not Dad one, Dad two, Dad three that have the accountability. It's Coach Morton they come and they ask the questions to, right? So whether it's whether it's uh, my colleagues here at Bluefield or whether it's the administration. 
at the end of the day, I'm accountability. I'm accountable and solely responsible for the direction that we take. So if I can't bring these parents on board and, and, and fully and, and wholly listen to their opinions, uh, it, it leaves them less accountable too, which I think is, is, is helpful in a way. Um, just because at the end of the day, accountability does something very, very powerful. It steers you in the right direction. And so if one person's held accountable, if we do make a mistake, then I know it was my mistake, not someone else's mistake that I let come in, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. 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 And um, coaches who don't want, don't want to be accountable, they'll say it was someone else's fault harm to the whole program and to the athletes. So, uh, for that, that uh, our, uh, so you're a new coach, still a young coach, not so much a new coach, but a young coach. For those who may be um, contemplating stepping into the role of a coach in the college arena, what would be a nugget that you would want to give to that individual, he or she, um, to move into this type of atmosphere? It, it, it's the same advice that I would give to any creator. I guess I think, I think we're moving into a generation of creators where whether you're a content creator and, and you're, you're running great podcasts or great radios or you're creating good videos or you're educating on something that you feel very passionate about. Like I would say, I would say, listen and lean in to those that have gone before you and don't be afraid to innovate and be yourself. Right. So if you, if you can recognize the system that you're working in, whether it's coaching, stewarding, mentoring a group of young men and women to compete in the field um, on, on the court, whatever your domain is, you know, you have to, have to, have to find mentors to lean into. Let people guide you that have been in this arena for a while. The coach that I lean into is, is Coach Joey, of course, at Reinhardt, and he's been in the game for 20 years now uh, as a player, both as a coach, and he's, he's achieved great successes. But beyond his championships, he's changed the lives of some of my best friends as well. So not only has he impacted my life, but you can see his impact throughout the lives uh, of everyone still uh, in my circle of friends. And so – at the end of the day, I knew that I wanted that to be my focus because I was mentored by him. If I'd gotten this job and I kind of ran around on my own and I, I thought I did everything the way Justin wanted to do it, I don't think we would have um, any successes because ultimately, you know, I am a young coach. And so I have so much to learn. And I have so much that I need to lean into and be guided in. So that'll be my two biggest advices is Lean into those that have gone before you, but don't be afraid to innovate and be yourself and, and create something a bit new from the information you get. That's good. Lean in. Wow. Lean in. That maybe needs to go on somebody's an, another T-shirt. Lean in. Um, <laughs> because sometimes, yeah, because sometimes people are really – they're afraid. They're afraid of losing their identity. And so leaning in may suggest that I don't know what I'm doing, but guess what? Mm-hmm. We all need a teacher. We all need, we all, that's just like a counselor. Every counselor needs a counselor. You have to have someone that you mm-hmm. can lean into, someone that you can trust. It's just necessary. 
um, because none of us is an island. No man is an island. And the sooner we embrace that, the sooner we'll be able to work together collectively to be able to collaborate and strengthen each other, as you stated, in whatever sphere we're in. If you would, Coach, what key would you give to athletes who are getting ready to graduate from high school, um, who have been playing, um, you know, playing soccer for clubs and things of that nature and are moving to the next level? What key would you offer to them in order to succeed? Uh, <clears throat> so let I, I usually have a, quite a canned answer for this, to be quite honest. I do think it's good advice, but I've been I've been sitting in on it and thinking about it quite a lot, especially as you know I move into my third season of recruiting now. Um, they're great players, technical players are are a dime a dozen. There really are so many great players, even here in the states now. The product in Virginia is getting better and better and better every year. The product in North Carolina and West Virginia, like the the players that now are being created, it used to be a stereotype that, um, you know, soccer was kind of behind in our country. But I genuinely think that, that we've got a plethora of players to choose from. So when we look at that now, you have to look at the different factors that will make you stand out to a coach. Um, and ultimately – especially as I found over the last couple of years of uh, kind of battling some cultures and trying to create a culture at the end of the day, you need to be a good teammate. And I think the recruiting process, um, I think the recruiting process by way, by virtue of how it's set up, it wants a kid to be individualized because at the end of the day, it's not you and your club team that are going to the school or being recruited by the coach. It's, you as a player. But at that same time, when I go to showcases or I go to watch a player in high school, you can tell whether a kid is a good teammate or not. And we want good teammates to come and be here with us in the college environment because we've got some tough work to do here. We've got uh, barriers that we have to break past uh, that you might not have even approached in high school. And so uh, when you do that, you need to have 25, 28 guys who have a singular purpose um, and are good teammates because you can have a very talented player, but if he's not a good teammate, if he's not gracious with his time, if he doesn't believe that we're all working towards the same thing and can rally the troops and be encouraging and be motivating, then it ultimately he's, he's an energy suck and he takes away energy from his teammates and he makes his teammates worse. And at the end of the day, we all want to make each other better because that's when we're going to have more success, more success together. Soccer, unfortunately, is a, a team sport played by 11 different individuals and then oftentimes we'll go into a bench of seven, eight players. So if you have two guys who are just not with the program, it can completely derail what you're trying to do as a team. So um, as you prepare for college, and I think a lot of coaches are looking for that. You're seeing a shift. I mean, we want to have players. We want to have kids. We want to have student athletes um, who are fun to train, who are good to be around, who you get energy from. Because if you get a bunch of all-stars and you get a bunch of talented guys and they're all wanting to play their way that they played in high school, they don't have an open mind, man, those are really tough training sessions to go to. Those are really tough practices to go to. They really are. Coach, thanks so much. Hun, did you have anything you wanted to add with or share with Coach Morton this morning? Uh, good morning, Coach. Um, the, good that morning. Was def definitely some 
some great uh, some great keys to release this morning, I, and I appreciate it. Um, I enjoyed uh, listening uh, instead of me coming on and saying something. But thank you again uh, for taking the time out of your schedule to um, share the information that you shared this morning. No, and thank you guys so much. This has been such a fun opportunity, and it's always good to kind of think about your coaching philosophy and be reminded that it's something that needs to be shaped and molded constantly. So thank you guys so much for that opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Listeners, we thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, this was great. This was great. There's no other way to put it. This was great, um, and, and I'm appreciative, Coach. Um, you always know that if there's anything, that, uh, we're here for you. You just have to let me know. <laughs> and and I want our <laughs> listening audience to know that, you know, if you have additional qu- questions, for Coach Morton, you can find him um, on the Bluefield College website. His contact information is there. But he's a great resource, a great coach, and a great friend. As always, here at the Empowerment Place, it is our desire that we can share truth, relevant truth with our listeners to aid them in becoming everything that God has intended. For our players and coaches, we want you to know that capacity and propensity has been placed on the inside of you to do great works. We just want to aid you in understanding that it's more than the sport, that there is an intent, that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, and we just hope that fulfilling the call in the area of sports is a part of that plan and not a plan of your own. As always, we encourage you, be empowered every day. And as you are empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else. We say God bless you. Everyone, please have a productive and peaceful week. God bless. Until next time. Thanks again, Coach Morton. God bless you. Thank you, guys. God bless.